0: The following message is brought to you by New Song Church and Pastor Joshua Blunt in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. For more information on New Song, visit us online at newsongpeople.com. Good to see you. Hey, would you help me welcome everybody that's joining us online and let them know that you're happy that they are here with us. And we are so glad that you are here with us this weekend as we celebrate a very special weekend for us at New Song Church. New Song is seven years old this weekend. Yeah, birthday weekend. And so uh, we're, we're grateful that you're here to celebrate with us. I know there's lots of cool stuff going on outside after the service is over. And uh, we're going to share with you. We're going to look back a little bit on some of our history and look at what God is saying to us as we move into the future. But before that, I want to encourage you with something. Uh, How many of you were at Landmark Assembly this last Wednesday night? Wasn't it so good? So incredible. If you'd missed that, I want to encourage you uh, to go back to our our YouTube page and check out that service and check it out in its entirety, because it really was a landmark event for our church. Pastor Lee Cummings was here and he spoke a, a word that I think is just so powerful and prophetic. For uh, who we are as a church What God wants to do in the world we find ourselves living in today And how we begin to move into that And so we'd love for everybody that calls New Song Church your home To check that out Make sure you check that out and, uh, And partner with that Also after the service is over Sarah and I will be out in the lobby along with some members of our team We'd love to meet you If you are new to the church We'd love to get to know you a little bit better We have a gift for you So make sure you stop by and pick that up well, well. Hey, Sarah. Hey. How are you? I'm good. Glad I'm so that you're excited, up here with yes. me. Yes, it's going to be Such so good. Such a sweet
1: morning. So God's been so faithful. I just have to say it. He's been so faithful. We cannot deny His faithfulness, and no weapon has formed against us. Uh, that that was formed against us has prospered over the last seven years. Like yeah. He's, I've just in worship. Just He's so faithful.
0: Yeah, He is. Yeah. He is. So it was in 2014 that. Uh, Sarah and I, along with our three kids, decided to pack up our life in Frisco, Texas and, and leave Frisco to move here to plant a church. In fact, I think we've got some pictures here. This is the picture of the night before we moved. You, you can see our kids. They're pretty little at the time. And uh, that's pretty much everything we had was in those, those boxes there. And those boxes, just so you guys know, like we were, we were on a budget, right? So we didn't have a lot of money. So like we weren't buying boxes. I was dumpster diving to get those boxes, <laughs> I found this Mexican food restaurant that had great boxes for moving, and I was just—it <laughs> was awesome. So I think go to the next picture. This is uh, this is moving day when we moved up. We had that big Penske truck. I actually had to load that truck up. We drove it here from Dallas, uh, unpacked everything, drove it back to Dallas, filled it up a second time, and drove it back. Like I did two trips in, in two days to get everything here because we uh, we didn't have a, we were we were moving on the cheap. Because we didn't know where our next paycheck was coming from necessarily at that time, so we were trying to do this as best we could. But we we moved everything, we packed up our life, and we moved here because we felt like God was saying, "Go and and go back to your home state." Uh, through prayer, we felt like God called us to this city, to Edmund, to the Deer Creek area, to plant a a a life giving church. And when we're doing this, like we we were just doing it, we were just obeying God. Like we didn't have a bunch of understanding of the spiritual climate of Oklahoma City. We didn't know all the spiritual strongholds that existed in the city. We didn't have a whole lot of Barna research, you know, encouraging us to go. We were just obeying God. And it's funny because you look back on it now and at the time it felt so easy. Like there was just this faith that Sarah and I both had that kind of like Peter walk on water type faith at that time. Looking back on it now, I'm a little bit more concerned on it now. Like I'm like, I don't know that I would want my kids to do this, but hey, that's what we did. Uh, but we moved here and uh, and just began to to start like moving into this city and start planning a church. I remember we had we had about nine months where we had to get some stuff done. We had to find a location for the church. we had to uh, raise some money we needed to raise about one hundred thousand dollars to launch our first service and to get us kind of through that first year and then we needed to to get about fifty to seventy five people to be a part of our team and by the grace of God. Um, We ticked every one of those boxes. Got some more pictures for you here. This was our first home, Haskell Elementary School, where we started the church. Any Haskell people in the house today? Yes, some of you remember. Remember those metal chairs? You did it. You made it. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, but man, it was—it was. Go to the, Go to the next slide, guys. It was pretty amazing. This was one of our interest meeting. This is where we're trying to tell people, hey, we can have church in a in a school. Like we, we feel like we can do this. Come be a part of this. Join our team. Uh, go to the next slide, guys. This is uh, me and Sarah when we were launching the church 13 days before. I was 11 years old. Sarah was Sarah was nine.
1: It looks like my senior
0: picture. <laughs> There's nothing in that cup. We weren't, Sarah wasn't drinking coffee at that time, so I think we were just like, I think people like coffee. Let's put that in the picture. They'll like us more. I don't know. Anyway, go to the next. Is there another picture? Yeah. This is our first worship night. That was our worship team, David, Terry, and Bo with the ukulele. <laughs> but it was a powerful night, man. God showed up in our home. That was in our home, a little worship night. with was just a few of our team members. But we launched the church in 2015, September uh, we had 250 people at our at our launch service, which was awesome. What we didn't know was that half of those people were just friends coming from Tulsa and from Dallas to kind of cheer us on. So the next weekend we Here's started the growing. Week one
1: picks. Week you one picks. You got week picks. one picks. Yep. Yeah, this, this is was our launch, our launch team. team.
0: So the lots beautiful of
1: cafetorium the there. Caf- yeah,
0: great lighting. That's our launch
1: team. Great okay, lighting. Go next. to the next one. Josh and I didn't get any pictures together that no, day for some reason. It's a busy we were, day. We were a little busy, but this is me and my nephew, Justin. Him and his wife, Courtney, came to help us plant the church from Tulsa. He was leading one of our kids' classes. And then next is Josh and uh, meeting some guests in the lobby in Look at that tie, suit and tie.
0: I want people, like, we're, we're in a school, but we're business, Take right? us
1: seriously, please. I'm
0: a, I'm a, I can, I can please. reach you businessman. We've changed. Our, our dress code's changed quite a bit since day one. I'm wearing a 30-year-old Dallas Cowboys shirt today. Last time they won the Super Bowl. I still got faith, though, people. <laughs> but we launched, and then we started going backwards. We had 250 people. The next week, we had 120 people. And then the next week, we had like 80-something adults in the auditorium. I think the lowest Sunday, we had 47 adults in the auditorium, in that big cafetorium, which feels like about eight people. And that was actually Sarah's first time preaching. Yeah there that day so so it's interesting like that that first that first year really like we're just trying like we we know we have a heart for our city and a heart to to reach people we want to you know uh help people know god we we got that but a lot of what our energy and our focus was just all about pulling this off from week to week, like actually getting people to come and literally and
1: pulling yeah, it off. Yeah, this
0: is uh, go ahead and go that next. These are our trailers. Everything we had as a church was in those three trailers. And I hauled one of those. I had a truck. I'd pick those up. And another guy, Jake Lippert and some of our other any launch. any set up and tear down team in here today. Few, Yay, yeah, Taylor <laughs> few of you set up and tear down. But, um, but yeah, we'd get up and it was crazy. We'd get up, I'd be at the church at 6 a.m. And then I wouldn't leave until about 2 p.m. For one service. It took us that long to get everything done. It was, it yeah. was, it was, uh, it was awesome. The
1: next picture, this is, yeah, that's Gussie. He's helping with set up and tear down there. He's 14 now. Go to the next one. This is the cafeteria, Torium. Uh, the metal chairs, like we said, the lighting. This is what our, our auditorium looked like. Can't go to the next one. This is our kids' class. There's Jared, Jared. Lawrenson, Emily <laughs> Lawrenson. So faithful. And these, it, the reason it took us so long to set up and tear down is we were taking like kindergarten classes and turning into church classes. So we had to take out every
0: desk. So we had to go in, take pictures of the classroom, take everything out of the classroom, set up all of our stuff in the classroom, take all of our stuff out of the classroom, and then set it back up to look like the pictures did before or the teachers at the school got mad at us. They would
1: know yeah so
0: it was it was like twice set up and tear down every yeah, there's every one week. more, I
1: think there's a couple more here. This is our first next steps class. Daniel Wheeler was in that class. We miss you, Daniel and Paige Wheeler. and uh, the teachers' lounge uh, with soda machines back there, and yeah, then thanks. the next one is our nursery. And I just love this picture because all of these nursery workers, uh, Kaylee Terry, Courtney Haggard, Amanda Johnson, Jessica Bouillon, they're still here and part of our church. And the nursery and kids team was so amazing back then because we didn't have two services. So if you were serving in nursery, you just had to listen to the podcast. Just missed church. There was no, you'd you'd miss worship. There was no church online. You couldn't go back and live stream or look at the live stream. It was just, you just missed church. And they were so faithful week in and week out to do that. Yeah, Yeah,
0: so most of our focus that first year was just on. Like trying to convince people that you can have a church in a school or in a wedding venue, and and to keep coming back. But but as time has gone on, we've we've grown in our understanding of the unique call that God has for us you know, here in this city. We
1: knew when we started, we wanted to help people know God. Yeah. Uh, but like you said, you're so focused on just pulling church off every weekend um, that that that. To really find god's voice and his unique like fingerprint for the church here in the city um let's fast forward seven years later and now we feel like in this seventh year starting the seventh year that we have such clear vision clear i mean it grew every year we get more and more a, a, a bit of that dream revealed to us but seven in the bible represents a holy number it represents completion or divine fulfillment. And that's not to say new songs complete uh, by any stretch, but it, it does represent for us this year, like there's, there's like this vision of what he's called us to do. Like yeah. we're, we're not just focused on uh, getting people to come to the church and to take us seriously, the setup and tear down phase, the wedding venue phase. We're actually at this point now where we have been able to discern God's dream for this city and discern New Song's part in that dream. And we're so excited, more than we've ever been. Convictions of steel moving into where we're headed as a church.
0: Yeah, so what we want to do today is kind of walk you through. Our vision is still the same. We want to help people know God. Our, our mission is still the same. We're practicing the way of Jesus, but we want to kind of point you to these four pursuits that God has put on our heart as we move ahead into year seven and beyond. So if you got your being transformed journals, get those out. If you're taking notes, get ready to take some notes. Here's point number one, four pursuits that we're going after. Pursuit number one is we pursue the presence of God. Somebody say Amen. amen. We are a church and a people in pursuit of the presence of God. At New Song Church, we pursue the presence of God by seeking him first and above all else. Here's the thing. In the modern American church world that we live in today, you can, you can go to a lot of churches where there's, uh, there's a lot of churches that are doing a lot of churchy stuff, but somewhere along the lines, we have lost the, this understanding that it's very important that God is a part of the churchy stuff that we're doing, that it's really all about him. Like we know this, like what you don't need is to come to church every week and to get a inspirational, motivational, like Ted talk about biblical truths with some, with some music to kind of get you through the next week. What you need and what the world needs around you is they need an encounter with Jesus Christ. We need the presence of God in this house. That's what the world needs. That's what we need. So at New Song Church, we are pursuing the presence of God by seeking him first above all else. We want to have a a heart attitude that says, God, you're welcome here. We need you to show up. And if you don't show up, we are wasting our time. We need the presence of God. And here's the beautiful thing about that heart position that says, God, we need you. When we invite the presence of God to show up, he shows up. When we have a heart posture, it says, God, we need you. God, we can't do this without you. God, we want you to come and encounter your people. When we make a place for the presence of God, God shows up. The Bible says it like this in Revelation 3.20. It says, behold, Jesus talking, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone, someone say anyone, anyone Anyone is anyone, right? If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, you open the door to your life. We open the door of the church, of, of us as a people. We say to God, you're welcome. And we open the door. He says, I will come in to him and dine with him, have relationship and he with me. This verse tells us that God is just waiting for an invitation. God is waiting for us to say, God, we want you here. We don't want to just do church. We want to be the church, and we want God, the God of the church, to be present in the church that we're a part of. So, listen, New Song Church. I want you to know something: God is our goal. He's the goal here at New Song Church. He's what we're all about. So, so on the other side of that, here, let me let me help you understand something about New Song Church. At New Song, like you're not the audience. Yeah. You know, I, I think we're used to living in the world we live in today where it, it, there's kind of this consumer society that we find ourselves living in in America, where we're used to being the consumer, we're used to being the audience, we're used to being the one that has this kind of heart position that says, hey, you entertain me, yeah. because we're used to that. And, and listen, that's okay when it comes to music and, and, and movies and concerts, but when we, when we take that heart attitude into the church... And we come to church with an attitude that says, it's your job to entertain me. It's your job to to, to share something with me that I'm really going to like this week. And when we take that, we're, we're missing out. Listen, you're not the audience. Look at the person beside you and say, you ain't the audience. You're not the audience. Now, listen, I'm not saying we don't care about you. We do care about you. We love you. We wouldn't have done this if we didn't love people. We love people, and we want you to come to New Song, and we want you to experience God's people, and we want you to feel seen and loved and welcomed. We want you and your family to experience ministry, and that's why we make this all about the presence of God. That's why we make it all about God, because, because we, in our own strength and our own ability, we can't help you the way you need to be helped. But God can, yeah. and so we want to we want to build a platform that God can do ministry off of, so that you can come here and experience the ministry of the Holy Spirit, the ministry of Jesus Christ. Because the Bible makes it very clear, it's in the presence of God that you can receive the ministry you really need. In the presence of God is fullness of joy. In the presence of God, you can experience the wisdom and revelation of God. In the presence of God, that's where you can experience healing, both physically, emotionally. It, the Bible says, "In this, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom." It's in the presence of God, where you can experience the freedom of God. In the presence of God is where you can really come and thrive the way God intended you to thrive in the beginning when he created the Garden of Eden and set Adam and Eve in the middle of it with his presence. And so we want to create an opportunity for us to host the presence of God. Say, God, you're welcome here. You're the guest of honor. We want you. So at New Song Church, we pursue the presence of God by seeking him first above all else. And I want you to know, as a, as a team, like we are working this hard. Like we, are, we as a team are saying, week in, week out, God, we want you. In fact, if you are to walk around this, this church before services and even in between services, you're going to find there's a lot of people in, in corners and in, and in classrooms and in green rooms and in back rooms that are, are coming together, joining hands, praying and saying, God, we need you. God, we have a plan. We have a strategy, but it's nothing if you don't breathe on it. It's nothing if you're not a part of it. So so Holy Spirit, you're welcome here. You're welcome in this environment. You're welcome in this atmosphere. Our team is pursuing the presence of God. This is one of the reasons why we do stuff like midweek prayer and why we invite you to come is because we recognize what God wants to do in this city is beyond man-made strategy. And so we need God to show up. And so we're inviting him and we're asking God to do a work of revival in our city, to do a work of revival in our schools. And so we're inviting you to come and pray and join your faith with us as we, as we work towards this. This is why we, we do messages the way we do here at New Song Church. When me and Sarah are, are writing or any of our team is writing, we're not just trying to come up with some good topics that are going to make you feel good. Because listen, you're not the audience. I'm not looking for you to say, hey, well done, good and faithful servant. I'm looking for God to say, well done, good and faithful servant. That's my goal. God's my goal. And so we're going to the mountain and we're praying and we're saying, God, what do you want to say to your people? Not just what you want to hear. Listen, sometimes God gives us words and I don't want to preach it to you. But it's what God wants to say because it's what you need to hear. And so we're bringing you a word from the Lord. That's why we do services the way we do. We're We're not trying to get you out of here in an hour. Our goal is not to just turn over the parking lot really well. Not to give you one point, you know, we're also one not verse. worried about
1: overwhelming you with the word of God. Heaven yeah. forbid we overwhelm you
0: with the word of God. Yeah, we want to we want to we want to make it possible so yeah. God can do what we can't do. Yeah. And so there's room in our services. Yeah. There's room in worship. There's room at the end for altar ministry because it's in those places. It's in those places. Or you can meet Jesus. And he can speak to you. He can reveal His heart for you, His love for you. He can heal you. He can minister to you. So at New Song Church, listen, we are a presence of God church. Yeah. We are pursuing the presence of God. We're going after it. And we invite you to be a part of that. My, my question to you is, we're working really hard to make this happen. How are you doing with it? Because I think sometimes because of that consumer mentality, we find ourselves coming to church and our hard attitude leaving was, we ask ourselves this question, was I happy with church today? That, that, that attitude assumes I'm the audience, but you're not the audience. God is the audience. So instead, the question we should be asking ourselves is not was worship pleasing to me, not did I like all the songs, but was my worship pleasing to God? Was my serving pleasing to God this weekend? Were my conversations pleasing to God? Did I have any conversations that if Jesus would have walked up on them, I would have had to change the subject? <laughs> we, like we got to get serious about this like we are the people of God and we have the ability because of what Jesus has done to invite and host the presence of God was God pleased not not was God was I pleased with church was God pleased with how I worshiped him did I honor the king of kings and lord of lords did I worship in such a way that says to the king of kings and lord of lords thank you pull up a chair you're welcome here at new song we want the presence of God so we pursue the presence of God by seeking him first above all
1: so good. All right. Number two, pursuit number two. If you're taking notes, write it down. Transformational discipleship. Transformational discipleship. We pursue transformational discipleship by focusing on spiritual formation and every Christian's destiny to progressively grow in Christ-likeness. There's two verses you're gonna hear at New Song a lot over and over and over again. In fact, we memorized one of these a couple of weekends ago or weeks ago as a church, 2 Corinthians 3.18. It says, when we all with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another, for this comes from the Lord who is the Spirit, which is why pursuing the presence must be first. This comes from the Spirit of the Lord. Romans 8 29, for those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. Okay, spiritual formation, Christ formed in us fully formed followers of Jesus Christ, being transformed. This is why we are here. This is why we are on the earth. This is our destiny, every believer's destiny, to bear his image in this world. But it's not only why we are here individually. I believe that it is why New Song Church is here in this unique city, in this unique time, transformational discipleship, because... One of the most frustrating things to me, the reason I know this is why we are here, because one of the most frustrating things um, over the last seven years in Edmond, in Oklahoma City, to me is the lack of spiritual transformation in the lives of those who identify as evangelical Christians. By year five at New Song, I was pretty discouraged and disheartened. And um, just frustrated because there were a lot of people, um, not, not everyone, there, there was a lot of people like, like being transformed. But there was a lot of people that were not. A lot of people that had been attending the church for many years were leading in the church. Like if you looked at their... Um, uh, their profile on Planning Center, you'd see like, oh, awesome, they're in a small group. Oh, awesome, they're serving. Oh, yeah. also, um, they're they're giving and they're leading this small group. And like, they just seem so connected. Like, you'd be like, oh, this is a super Christian based on this profile here. But then when you'd, you'd really get into the details of your life, you're like, oh, they're not, not only transforming from one degree of glory to the next, looking more and more like Christ, but they're looking less and less yeah. like Christ, like secret sin, cycles of sin, like marriages, like falling apart. Right. I think COVID really revealed a lot. And I couldn't wrap my mind around how this person who was so involved, the super Christian active at church, and many like them um, were. Not looking more and more like Jesus, but less and less. And I remember yeah. I, I cried to Josh, like, it's like they attend same song church. Yeah, not New Song Church. It was frustrating. And I've learned that when something frustrates you like that, it's usually God answering that prayer that we pray. Would you break my heart for what breaks yours? Not just so we can walk around with a broken heart, but so that we can partner with the Holy Spirit to awaken. To awaken a region, to awaken a community, to awaken a city. In our case, to awaken a community, to help them wake up to the fact that Christianity is so much more than attending church a couple of times a week and someday going to heaven. At New Song, we're going to pursue transformational discipleship by focusing on spiritual formation and every Christian's destiny to progressively grow in likeness. Because we believe, like we believe this deep in our bones, that if local churches, if local church bodies do not pursue transformational discipleship, here's what happens. The church and the world alike, they begin to believe that there is an alternative, acceptable form of Christianity other than progressive growing yeah. in Christ likeness right. like there's this form of Christianity where we look more and more like Jesus and then there's this form of Christianity and there's this form of Christianity you pick whichever one like floats your boat there's a lot of forms out there but there's only one acceptable form and it's one where we are being image bearers of Jesus in this world looking more and more like him from one degree of glory to the next Amen. there's a lot of acceptable forms here in Edmund. There's the raise your hand and repeat repeat a prayer and you are good to go form of Christianity. There is the name it, claim it, have your best life now form of Christianity. There is the cross is optional, discipleship is optional form of Christianity, but I think the most prevalent alternative form of Christianity that we see accepted in Edmond is cultural Christianity. Pastor Lee talked about this on Wednesday, cultural Christianity. Being a Christian is what we do in Oklahoma. We go to church We cheer for the Sooners or the Cowboys. We work really hard because dad went to church and dad cheered for the Sooners or the Cowboys and dad worked really hard. We believe in Jesus. We celebrate Easter. We believe that Jesus is the reason for the season. (laughs) We believe in hell and we believe in heaven and we prefer the latter. Like we love uh, Christian uh, values. We vote Christian. We pray over our meals and we have the Bible app on our phones. But for many in Oklahoma City that say, yes, I identify as a Christian, that means nothing more to them than going to church a couple times a month and believing that Jesus did die on the cross for them. Cultural Christianity, it's very prevalent in our community, in our city. And while it is nice, to live in a city, in a state, with Christian values, which is why we have a lot of people moving from these liberal states here to Oklahoma. It is nice. I love living in a community with mostly Christian values, but it's also super risky. It's really risky, because what happens is we get so comfortable, people get very comfortable with their twice a month church attendance, Chick-fil-A values, and Christian representatives in office. And in that place of pseudo comfort, they don't see the need for transformational discipleship. I'm really comfortable here. I don't have a lot of pressure on me. And so I don't see the need to spend my life at the feet of Jesus. I don't really see the point of learning from this Jewish rabbi, like I'm good, I'm comfortable. Everything seems to be going okay. I'm I'm pretty good with my way and the things that, 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 that I'm doing. I don't really see the point of practicing his way. They're so comfortable or they're so distracted or they're so busy, they're not really living into the Jesus stuff. Now, I believe that Oklahoma is one of the last places in America where being a Christian is culturally accepted and where it is celebrated. I believe that even in the Bible Belt, we are going to see and already are seeing this yeah. move from cultural Christianity, a, right. cultu- a cultural uh, or a Christian society, <laughs> right. to a secular society, to a pagan society. Yeah. And if you don't believe me, go to Five Below and just check out the books that they're pushing on your kids right now about witchcraft and spells. Like it's nuts, it is. but don't let that scare you. Yes, because historically, the church is always at her best yes the other day the girl said "Is new song a boy or a girl she's a girl she's the bride of Christ the church is always at her (laughs) best (laughs) She's at her best when being a Christian is not culturally accepted, when it's not a privileged place, when it's not the popular decision, when people don't have the option of just sitting on the fence anymore and playing church and playing Christian, they have to actually decide I'm all in or I'm all out. Jesus leaves no middle ground for the apathetic, and we have a lot of apathetic Christians in our city. I want you to think about these stark contracts that Jesus contrast that Jesus makes in scripture. He's not a gray area guy. He says, wheat or weeds, sheep or goat, wise or foolish, rock or sand, God or money, follow me or walk away, love me or hate me, conform to the world or be progressively transformed. And we want to help people at New Song Church choose progressively transformed. We want to help people say, yeah, I choose that. I choose discipleship. I choose apprenticeship. I choose to spend my life at the feet of Jesus. I choose wanting to follow him with all of my heart, with all of my soul, with all of my strength, with everything that I am we are here to pursue transformational discipleship to awake this sleeping giant of cultural christianity and we are trying to look for every opportunity within our means within the size of our pastoral staff the size of this building that we find ourselves in right now the uh, the means within our budgets we're looking for every opportunity within our means To present people with opportunities to be transformed to plant seed we're looking to water seed and we are looking for jesus to come and do what only he can do bring about beautiful real transformation
0: so good we're passionate
1: about yeah we're passionate about people being in god's word every day of their life like every day of their life soaking in it meditating on it letting it become to them the joy and the rejoicing of their heart, not just something that they look at for two minutes and move on with the rest of their day. We want it to be the joy and the rejoicing of your heart, which is why we keep putting money and energy and and investing into things like the Being Transformed journals. It's why we're going to keep talking about them and keep them in front of you because we believe that if you will be in God's Word every day, consistently spending as much time as you can in the Word, that the Word of God will renew your mind, will lead to transformation this is why we just brought pastor tondrai on in a more full-time role pastor tondrai is going to have a very busy year coming up because yes, we are is. launching some awesome discipleship transformational discipleship stuff we are about to on easter of 2023 we're going to release 12 foundation classes Come on. and our vision is on an easter weekend we're going to have to have like 15 services here so just be ready for that let's go and that so many people are going to raise their hand and say yes to Jesus, and then right then we can say, we want you to start this. Here, go yes. online and take this first class about, and so you can learn, like, what you just said yes, yes to. We want to help them along the way. We're going to launch a School of the Spirit class. We don't want people to have to wait for a sp- a series on the Holy Spirit to roll around before they can understand who yes. the Holy Spirit, our friend, our comforter is yes. in their life. We desire to have a church that loves to learn, that loves to grow, that loves to study and then lives it all out. Yes. This is why we have equip nights. And this is why we do discipleship classes. When you see those things pop up on the app, when you hear about them, register for them. Don't say, oh, that's not for me. I know it all already. Or I'm not I'm, I'm not far along enough to attend a, a meaty discipleship class. No, these are for everybody. Go to Equip. We're going to do one in October on the power of habits in your marriage, in your family, in your formation. Pastor Tondrai and Pastor Ken are about to launch a four-week discipleship class on the gifts of the Spirit. Come on. Sign up for these things in the app. Our kids team is actively pursuing transformational discipleship. Yes. They're about to go to a conference. We are we are wanting to learn how we can take this idea of formation and get it into our kids yeah. so that they understand that, that being a Christian is so much more than going to a, a, a church on the weekend, but it's who we are day in and day out. They're doing this at students already. Our students ministry, our teenagers are on fire for God because Pastor Jackson, is uh is is running these same plays like he's leaning into uh being transformed giving him that chunky word right yes so we're trying to utilize every moment every series every class everything um, to help you behold jesus so you can be transformed into his image every week our staff shares in group me like the highlight of the weekend a god shot god moment and um last week or a couple weekends ago pastor jackson shared this and it was just like pastor jackson you just blessed me to my core he said i couldn't help but think about how thankful i am to be a part of a church that takes spiritual formation and maturity so seriously there's not a single part of our service flow and overall week that hasn't been intentionally thought through and planned in a way that forms people into the image of jesus I think with all we offer this city, it would be hard for somebody to go to our church consistently and not grow into the image of Jesus. From the word memorization at the end of the service to the journals to midweek prayer, landmark assembly, the list goes on. I love it. We love it too. We hope that you love it. We hope that you are on board. We hope you see that this is every Christian's destiny from the preschoolers to the oldest person in this room to continue, to not retire, but to continue one degree of glory to the next. We never stop. We never stop being transformed until the day we die.
0: So good. So good. Pursuit number three. You guys ready? Pursuit number three is we pursue kingdom community kingdom community. We pursue relational community by living into the reality of the family of God and desiring unity across generational, racial, political, and economic divides. We're living in an interesting time in, in the history of the world in that we can be connected to people and yet not actually be connected to people. Like for thousands of years, if you wanted to be connected to another human being, you had to actually connect with another human being, like in a face-to-face interaction. But now because of technology, uh, we're more technologically, electronically connected than we've ever been before. And yet relationally, like in a real sense of the word, we're, we're more isolated than we've ever been before. And in a way, I kind of get why people have gone this route. It's because it feels a whole lot safer, doesn't it? Because, because like, I I, I saw this sum card a couple weeks ago. I thought it really summed up how some of us can feel sometimes related to relationships. It says, if it weren't for people, I'd be a people person. Anybody relate to that? (laughs) Like, how do you know? People can be a lot. People can be a lot. People can be difficult. People can be opinionated. And then beyond that, like you look at the climate of the world we find ourselves living in today with all the political opinions and societal pressure and racial tension and economic apprehension. And it seems like all the arguments are more explosive than they've ever been before. And, And opinions are so intense. And so we find ourselves in this day and age, this time in which Uh, We kind of have this unprecedented division and polarization. And yet, in the middle of all that, understand that we're still called to be a family of God. It says this in Ephesians 2.19. It says, you share citizenship with God's people and are members of his family. That phrase, members of his family, means that that we are related by blood. Here's how we're all related to each other. By the blood of Jesus Christ. Jesus shed his blood and now we can have relationship with God. We can relate to God and we can relate to each other in the family of God. And we're called to do it. God is not, listen, you're a part of the family of God. And God is not into estranged family members. He doesn't want you to be estranged from Him. And He doesn't want you to be estranged from other people in the family of God. He wants us connected. In fact, you go back to the beginning when God was creating and establishing this world. He's looking at the world and He's he's speaking over His creation. It's good, it's good, it's good, it's good until He comes to what? Man alone. And He says it's not good. God designed us to be connected in community, in kingdom community for a kingdom cause and this is what we see in the acts 2 church in the new testament after jesus has done the work that he's done established the church he's given us the holy spirit it says verse uh, 42 all the believers devoted themselves to the apostles teaching and to fellowship and sharing in meals including lord's supper and to prayer A deep sense of awe came over them all, and the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. And all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. They worshiped together at the temple each day. That's the big group. That's kind of what we're doing today. Met in homes for the Lord's Supper and shared their meals with great joy and generosity. That's kind of like the picture of the small group. Verse 47, all the while praising God and enjoying the goodness of all the people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. I believe that this, this, what we see in these verses is a picture of what the church should be displaying, what the church should look like. Now, it's not perfect, and it's never going to be perfect. And, it, and the reason why is because you're, you and me are in it, okay? And we ain't perfect. But it's not about being perfect, it's about being connected. And not just connected to a church or to an idea of church, but being connected to a vision. Being connected to a cause, the cause of Jesus Christ and carrying that out in the world. And when we really begin to do this and really begin to carry this out, it displays something to the world that is, that is completely different than what the world sees. It's, it's community, and it's unity, and it's, it's, it's people that are united, not because of all the stuff that makes us the same, because we've all got our differences, but because we're not, we're not looking at each other and pointing out what makes us different. We're looking at each other and pointing out what makes us the same, which is Jesus, which is the work of the cross of Jesus. And so as a church, we are about this idea of kingdom community. And we want to invite you into what that community looks like and how you carry that out. So how do we carry that out? Well, you got to get connected. So a uh, question for you, are, are you in any form of a, of a church type group? Are you in a group at all? Are you connecting with other believers in the body of Christ? Beyond that, let me encourage you in something. We want every member in New Song Church to have what's called a core group, which is a group of two, uh, maybe three at the most people of the same sex. You don't need a core group with opposite sex in it people that you get together with them and you relate to them in a very real way.
1: Yeah. And let me just say this. You're going, okay, where do I, where do I find the core groups? You just do it yourself. Like it's organic. We're not going to set it up for you. Just, just small group. Yes. You can find those at newsongpeople.com slash groups, but a core group that's, that's you. You put that together yourself.
0: Yeah. And you get real with somebody, you know, you, you guys remember when, when Jesus washed the disciples feet, right? You remember that you realize that when Jesus did this, in order for him to do that, he had to get in between the disciples' toes. And he had to dislodge some of the junk that was in the hidden places. My question is, do you have anybody in your world that's getting all up in between your toes, that's helping you dislodge some of the junk that may be hidden right. away that needs to be dislodged? And are you doing that for anybody else? One
1: of my favorite things over the last couple of years at New Song where we've really started to see a shift, like from same song to new song, Is um, in the early days, there was so much being caught, being caught, being caught in sin, hidden sin, hidden sin, living in sin, not wanting to get free from sin. But now it's confession, confession, confession. Sign of revival. It's a sign of revival. And it's so exciting.
0: Yeah. So do you have anybody in your life that you're confessing your sin to? That you can be real with them? The Bible says that when we confess our sins one to another, that we can be healed. Some of you, you're not finding the healing from those things that are in between your toes that have got you bound because you won't talk to anybody about it. You won't get real with somebody. We got to get real, and we got to we got to work this group idea, this community idea. Uh, Beyond that, we'll talk to people sometimes, and they'll be like, you know, I I love New Song Church, but I just I don't have any friends here. And my question is, are you being friendly? (laughs) Like, remember elementary school, what your parents would tell you: Are you being nice? Are you being nice? Like are are you creating any avenues through which friendship could exist? Like what what is it talking about in Acts 2? They're they're coming together, they're sharing meals. Do you ever invite anybody over to share a meal with you? Now I know you hear that. And, this, and I'll I'll say this. This is something that me and Sarah are are learning and growing in. We we hear share a meal and we used to think that means we gotta entertain like people, that we gotta invite people over and we gotta cook up a bunch of food, which we're not into already. We're gonna cook up some food, we're gonna bring them over, and then they're gonna eat our food and their kids are gonna go play with all our kids' toys that our kids don't play with anymore, like the toys that we're like, we didn't know we had this anymore. They're gonna get all that out, spread it across all sorts of nooks and crannies of our home, and then these people are gonna leave and we're gonna be kinda mad at each other and mad that we invited them over as we clean this up for the next two hours. Anybody relate to this? That's it. But listen, here's what that is. That's, that's us with the mindset that we gotta entertain people. That's not what we're asking you to do. We're asking you to share a meal. Yeah. So let me, just, let me just open something up for you. This is the culture that we're gonna have here at New Song Church. So when someone invites you, understand what they're inviting you to, okay? Hey, would you come over and share a meal with us? And we're going to either buy this or order this or make this, and why don't you bring something? And then we're gonna to eat together, and then we're gonna clean up together, Amen. Like you got little kids, listen, listen, people, before your kids leave, mom and dad, go to the, go to the rooms and see if they're just trashed somebody else's house. Somebody say amen. amen. <laughs> but, but then here's the point. Here's the point. At some point we're going to talk and when I'm not, and I don't want to talk to you about your fantasy football lineup. Don't care. Don't care who your slot receiver is this weekend. That's it for another time. This is to talk about what's going on with you. How's your marriage? How, how's what are you what's God saying to you guys? What are you doing that maybe we could learn from? Here's what we're doing. Here's what God's showing us. Like let's be real with each other. Let's be friendly. Let's share meals. What do you got?
1: I heard somebody talking the other day about like how you would just be so thrown off if somebody asked you, how's your soul? (laughs) (laughs) But it's such a good question. We need to be asking, how's your soul? How's your heart? How's your heart?
0: Okay, sorry. We want you to get connected. And here's another thing we want you to get connected to. We want you to get connected to this church, like planted. You're going to hear us talk about this at New Song. The Bible says this in Psalms 92, verse 13, those who are planted in the house of the Lord. The house of the Lord means they're planted in the the family of God. They're planted in the church. That's what it's talking about. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord will flourish in the courts of their God. That word flourish means they will blossom to the point of fruitfulness. That's why we want you planted. Not so we can pad our numbers, so we can say, oh, look how many people, how many members we have in our church. That's not the point. The point is we want to partner with you so that you can flourish because your, your, fa- your family needs that. They need you flourishing, producing fruit. Your marriage needs that. And we wanna help you. We, we have a whole ministry here called New Song Cares, and it's all about trying to help you. We wanna celebrate the wins of your life. We wanna come alongside and mourn with you in the brokenhearted moments. We wanna be able to, to, to partner with you, bring you a meal when things are tough or, or help you pay some bills or partner you with some, some ministries that can help you pay bills and take care of you. We want to be the family of God. We're called to be a family, a kingdom community. So we pursue relational community by living into the reality that we are a family of God united by the blood of Jesus, desiring unity across generational, racial, political, and economic divides.
1: All right, pursuit number four, sacrificial mission. We pursue sacrificial mission by giving, serving, and loving sacrificially in our homes, our church, our community, and the world. Now, something that I've noticed about myself and lots of other good churchy people is we don't mind giving and loving and serving as long as it doesn't cost us very much. Like as long as I don't have to sacrifice anything, as long as I don't have to give up anything of substantial worth, then I am totally down for giving and loving and serving, but it's when I have to sacrifice something that I love, like an evening at home or a Saturday morning at home with my family, that's when the tension sets in, and that's when I'm reminded that if I really want to practice the way of Jesus, if I really am serious about being transformed into his image, then I'm going to have to learn to pursue living on sacrificial mission Americans do not like in the church world do are not a big fan of sacrifice yeah Uh, we all know that anyone can give and love and serve if it costs them little or it costs them nothing but we are not called to give and love and serve like anyone we are called to give and love and serve like Jesus Jesus I volunteer with our Embrace Grace ministry on Wednesday nights in the fall and the spring. And just going to be totally honest with you, I never want to come back up to the church on Wednesday. Like, I'm never excited about it. I um, have already been up to the church for midweek prayer and back home. We live 20 minutes away because of midweek prayer and I office from home. So to have to come back up to the church again, I'm tired. It cost me a night at, uh, at home with my family. Um, it, it cost me gas money. I'm sacrificing um, just energy. And Wednesday nights, I'm like really tired. That's like my Friday night because our work week starts Saturday so Sunday it's church and then Monday Tuesday Wednesday we're working really hard and Wednesday night I'm just like I'm kind of done um, I'm never excited about these small sacrifices that I'm making for Embrace Grace until the moment I get there and I'm, and one of these moms walks in and this mom who doesn't know us from Adam she's never met us she is pregnant she is lonely she has no support and she begins to bear her soul and begins to cry and share her story with us and we get to just love her with the love of Jesus and say, I know that this pregnancy was not planned. I know that you're scared, but God has a plan for you and God has a plan for this baby. It's moments like that or moments two weeks ago when one of the girls who's never heard the gospel message presented or never said yes to it, said yes to Come Jesus on. and embraced grace. It's amazing. It's never in those moments. Uh, or leading up to those moments, I'm never excited about it. But it's why—it's why we push through when our flesh is saying, "No, don't do it. It'll cost you too much. No, don't do it. You don't have enough time. No, don't do it. You already have too much on your plate." We push through and we let Christ have a say. Is that say what your flesh us. sounds like? It's what my flesh sounds like. <laughs> no, don't do it. Sometimes. A little
0: high-pitched flesh.
1: She can be kind of <laughs> whiny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we have to push through and we have to let Christ have a say. In us. I want to be like Jesus. Yeah. And I want to have a Jesus mindset. And Jesus's mindset was not only will I not give what cost me nothing, come on, but I will give my entire life and yes. I will do it without a hint of resentment. That's Jesus. That's good. When I was in uh, Mexico with in in Puerto Penasco, I saw the church there modeling sacrificial mission in a way that would put most American churches. To shame, They came on a Friday after a, a full day of their blue-collar jobs, and they were there in this church loading up trucks with tents, with keyboards, with drum kits, with rice, with beans, with waters, with flags, with everything, loading up these trucks to go and set it all up in the middle of this neighborhood, it's so hot outside. They do this like once or twice a month, these street rallies that go door to door, inviting people to come and hear testimonies and see worship, and, and, and we do all this. There's people out there laughing, sweating, uh, of all ages, all generations, and uh, it's time for the rally to start, and two people show up. And it was, was such a powerful night of ministry, but I remember after it was all over and the churches putting everything back into the trucks and I'm watching them all work. I'm sitting on the curb thinking, was it worth it? Was it worth it for them to do all of this, to sweat, to spend their Friday evening here? And it was like the Lord said, 100%, it was worth it. 100% for two people, it was worth it. Seed was planted. And somebody else will come along and water that seed. Yes. And we may never know this side of heaven, what happened that sweaty night of street ministry. But all of those people and all of the New Song missionaries who were there that week, giving, loving, and serving sacrificially, I do know this, that they were keeping in step with our servant king and his servant mission. Yeah. He came to seek and yeah. save the lost, to leave the 99 for the one. The one was worth it. Yeah. The spirit of servanthood written into the prophetic vision of the servant songs in Isaiah that we talked about a couple weeks ago, the spirit of servanthood lived out in the ministry of Jesus should be the method and should be the motive of all Christian mission. Sacrificial, just, gentle, loving, healing, foot washing servanthood gerald sitzer in his book water from a deep well which is amazing he says we all know that the greatest sacrifice has already been made christ's sacrifice on the cross which has set us free from having to make sacrifices to earn our salvation sacrificial mission isn't about earning our salvation but which also this sacrifice that's already been made it summons us to want to make sacrifices as an expression of gratitude to God not earning anything but an expression of gratitude to God and love to others the degree of sacrifice as well as the kind of sacrifice will vary depending on context and calling some will work in the slums of Africa others will raise a large family some will take on a job that pays a low salary others will make lots of money and give most of it way there is no absolute rule to follow here when it comes to sacrificial mission there is no perfect standard against which to measure both quality and quantity of service comparisons are simply out of the question your sacrificial mission is gonna look different from my sacrificial mission comparisons are out of the question there's only one truth which applies to all the ultimate sacrifice we make should be the whole of ourselves to God and then we should simply let life take its course. Romans 12, 4, therefore, brothers and sisters, not to earn the mercies of God, but in view, in, view of, the in view of the mercies of God, I urge you to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true worship. And we want to present you with opportunities to, to be able to live on sacrificial mission here at New Song. That's why we host Serve Saturday. So you can sacrifice three hours on a Saturday morning once yeah. a month, sacrifice brunch, sacrifice sleeping in, whatever that looks like to come and serve the needs of the community. Yesterday, people showed up to serve our community. Serve Saturday. We're serving orphans, veterans, prostitutes, and pimps on Serve Saturday. Come, come and be a part so of this. Each weekend, you can sacrifice your time here on a serve team at Newsong, in our kids' classes, on our refreshment team. You can sacrifice a week this summer of your work or your summer break a week away from your family to go be on mission. There is nothing like a full week of sacrificial mission. If you can go, go. If you can't go, sacrifice finances. Sacrifice finances so somebody can go on that mission trip. You can sacrifice your morning hours and get in your journal and be in the presence of God. Sacrifice some sleep. We're living on sacrificial mission because he's worthy. We're gonna sacrifice comfort of our home, the cleanliness of our home. A weekend, a nice calm weekend at our home to have people over to get in between their toes. Sacrifice lunch on Wednesday to come and pray with us. Sacrifice the bonus that you get from work to go towards our building project where we can expand what God is doing here. We wanna be poured out. We wanna be spilled out for Jesus. We may not have spice or any perfume, but we have a life and we'll pour it on you, Jesus. We will pour our life on you. You're worth what you ask for and what you ask for is the whole of our lives. Come
0: on, I hope you can see in us, we are excited. We are full of vision and excited about what God has ahead and in this year and the years to come. And we just wanna say happy birthday Thank you, all of you, for helping us to get here for those who've come and gone and even some who've come and gone and come back, whatever the case may be.
1: And if it's your first time, I don't think that's by coincidence.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And if you are first time, we want you to know we're glad you're here. We're glad all the all the new people that are here, this church is, is growing like crazy and we're so grateful. God is adding to our numbers as we begin to pursue these things. He's placed on our heart. Thank you for all of you who've given sacrificially to help people know God. Thank you for all of you that jumped in and are practicing the way of jesus thank you thank you thank you and we will continue to move ahead with these four pursuits the presence of god transformational discipleship kingdom community and sacrificial mission until he comes again somebody say amen Amen.
1: if you would stand to your feet and i want to pray for us as we leave today if you would grab hands with the person next to you like across the rows like i want kingdom community here let's grab hands let's be unified and i'm going to pray and as we pray you're not going to tune out say i'm not going to tune out
0: not tuning out
1: i want you to listen to the words of this prayer and i want you to just agree with them in your spirit all right here we go we are gathered here because we believe that we are called together into a work we cannot yet know the fullness of yet we trust the voice of the one who's called us And so we offer to you, O God, these things, our dreams, our plans, our vision. Shape them as you will. Our moments and our gifts, may may they be invested toward bright eternal ends. Richly bless the work before us, Father. Shepherd us well, lest we grow enamored of our own accomplishment or entrenched in old habit. Instead, let us listen for your voice, our hearts ever open to the quiet beckonings of your spirit in this endeavor let us in true humility and poverty of spirit remain ever ready to move at the impulse of your love and paths of your design you alone O god by your gracious and life-giving spirit have power to knit our imperfect hearts our weaknesses our strengths our stories and our gifts one to another unite your people and multiply our meager offerings, O Lord, that all might resound to your glory. Let all that we do here in these, our brief lives, in this, our brief moment to love, in this, the work you have ordained for this community, flower and winsome and beautiful foretaste of greater glories yet to come. Oh spirit of God, now shape our hearts. Oh spirit of God, now guide our hands. Oh spirit of God, now build your kingdom among us. In Jesus Amen.
0: Name. Amen. Let's give the Lord a shout of praise right now. Come on. We glorify you Lord. Thank you. Yes, come on. Let's worship the Lord. We praise you God. Thank you for the work that you're doing in this place. Thank you for calling us to this place. Thank you for all of these people here today. Lord, it's all for you. It's all for you. We worship and praise you in Jesus' name. I am going to go ahead and invite our altar ministry team to come down at this time. We never want to leave a service like this without giving you an opportunity to join your faith with other believers and pray. We know that there are things going on in our lives and we know this, if it matters to you, it matters to God. And so whatever you're dealing with today, uh, we would love to, to pray with you in faith, pray with you for healing, pray with you for wisdom, whatever it is, don't leave today with a prayer burden. Let's leave those prayers at the altar. And then we're going to go back into a time of worship here for just a moment. I want to encourage you one more time. Let's just engage with the heart of God. Let's thank our living, loving Jesus for all that He's done for bringing us to this place, and, and if you have a, a, a need of some kind, a prayer need of some kind, this is your time. Start making your way towards the altars. Lord, we love you, and we praise you for what you're doing in this house. We give you glory and honor, and I pray, Lord, if there's anyone under the sound of my voice who has a prayer need of any kind, that you would you would help them to step out in faith so they can receive all that you have for them to walk out into these, into these, into these aisleways and down to these altars so they can receive what you have for them. In Jesus' name we pray.